construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Yes, indeed, it is the Flagstick Podcast, and it's brought to you once again this week by Golf PEI, Golf Prince Edward Island, a premier golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in our great country, with over 400 fairways closer than you imagine. Top-tier accommodations, exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book those golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Now, just, just get this out of the way really quick. If you're not following us across social media networks, such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, do so. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we really do encourage... Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us and click the notification bell and make sure you never miss a single episode of this podcast. Uh, we continue to add uh, neat con- unique content, uh, little video snippets and stuff to the YouTube channel and contests are coming. So subscribe. We're going to be doing that all season long. Scotty Mac. Welcome back. It, it's, been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. I, I, I hate to say there's been so many things go on. I mean, the list of the list of what has transpired in the last just in the last five or six days yeah uh is is crazy i i know that um i know that throughout eastern ontario and and some other parts of the province as well and into quebec too they were hit pretty hard by this this uh the the modern era ice storm i call it it was very very different ice storm than the one that was experienced back in 98 yeah um I know when we experienced that one, we were out of power for nine days, 10 days. Mm. Um, and we were basically just trying to keep warm at that point, sure. uh, which we were able to do. But this time was different for, it was a shorter time out, but my goodness, the, the timing of the year, the, the time of the year was the issue, you know, for us at least. And I think for a lot of people, because it's spring season, everything's melting. Right. It's a time of the year where those of us that live in rural parts of the province um we're on uh we're on uh some pumps are going like crazy mm. constantly so if you didn't have a generator then you had a swimming pool in your basement yeah it's as simple as that we did have some neighbors that ran into that problem but it was such crap. an odd storm too i mean <clears throat> we obviously had a little bit uh of ice but the little bit of ice that we had was in a short period of time so we yeah. didn't have the the issues so as a result of it you know, it's really created a lot of diversity within our area, mm-hmm. where we're at, especially when we're now going to start talking about golf course openings. <laughs> it, it is the biggest contrast I've ever seen from north to south. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll get into that in here in a little bit or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it certainly uh, created a difference. And, you know, in, in looking around as well, um, good bit of tree damage. Um, <laughs> tell me people... about it i'm suffering i'm suffering yeah. huge because of the tree we had um and i'm and i know we're going to start seeing some pictures at some point or another of some of the golf courses we're seeing some of that on, yeah, on social media yeah. now um but just in in we have two properties here our house here which is like smack dab in the middle of we live on forest green so you can imagine our house is smack dab in the middle of a forest a forest uh, and there's trees all over the place, down all over around us. Nothing that's, you know, causing any major issues for us. Down right. at our other property, right in the town of Metcalf, there's like 300-year-old trees in the backyard. And I would yeah. say, and the branches that are coming off these trees are the size of most of the trees in some people's yards. Like One came down, took out the, the garden shed. One landed on the roof of the house. Fortunately, it hit the gazebo first. And so this, people, is why we didn't have a podcast last week. Yeah, to, if anybody's wondering you know. where we were, it wasn't because we didn't want to do a podcast. No. I was out, I was out with a chainsaw and... Uh, you know, clearing trees off of uh, off of one yeah. of our houses in in the town of Metcalf. So uh, I just finished all that up at the beginning of the week, and now I'm obviously we've talked. I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling it huge, dealing well, with thank- some very very sore body parts right yeah. now that are very painful. Thank- thankfully, now that's sort of uh, cleaned up and the weather's cleaned up. And obviously, yes. you mentioned golf PEI off the top. They got their first golf course open down there. I was talking to Sam and uh, he said Belfast Highlands is open, which of course you're familiar with at mm-hmm. least. Didn't get, got to visit it. Didn't get 
Yeah, I wish I had gotten to play that golf course because that was, uh, but at least I got to see it or parts of it anyway. Yeah, so they got open down there. And then obviously we are starting to crank open here. Isn't it funny how we, we, uh, we open up the course openings calendar. We put the request out there every year uh, and say, Hey, give us your tentative date, your locked in stone date, your guesstimate as to when you're going to be open. Let's get it in the calendar. And we start, you start propagating this calendar on the website on flagstick.com. And, and all of a sudden we watch the traffic on the website, like it's insane how much yeah. traffic is on the website right now yeah uh, we'll get we'll, to we'll get to that ago. in a minute i think before we uh we welcome our, our yeah our so yeah we want to get into our yeah we're, we're starting to get past the small talk portion and get into actually <laughs> what we want to talk about in the show so uh we want to get to uh we want to get to the front nine uh of this podcast the front nine is sponsored all season long this year by our good friends at metcalf golf club natural setting a pleasant challenge uh, golf season is in fact closer than you can think um, so don't wait start saving on your golf this season buy a membership join a league uh, purchase some game packs and be ready to hit the first tee visit metcalfgolf.com uh, to shop now okay the now calendar. we can get in a little more into this like, <laughs> sometimes you need a reminder uh, i mean the sponsor the sponsors yeah. are what pay for us to do the show and that's great right. so we can't forget to mention them but no. thank god somebody's on the ball this morning i'm tr- i'm trying i feel sort of half awake i'm trying to get my coffee into me but um you know and it's because of the calendar that i feel this way because you got to imagine people are getting a hold of me nonstop. like it's 24 <laughs> 7 and and it's not just the golf courses right it, it's it's the people asking, going, what's open? Is so-and-so open? Is so-and-so open? And I'm trying yeah. to keep up with every DM, every messenger, every text. And, you know, because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to help people out for, for sure. Um, but I can tell you, it's just, it's like an avalanche. And I think 27 facilities open this week alone. Yeah. And uh, we're fortunate the way we set it up. I can do updates to the calendar instantly kind of on my phone, uh, which is great. And then it goes up to the website so people can go up there. Um, but I mean, yeah, golf courses are all of a sudden messaging or saying, hey, my range is open, but only my front nine's open. Can you post up this? And as I said, I, I, we're getting courses now from afar yeah. uh, that are, are reaching out as well. So um it's fantastic. I mean, we're happy to do it, obviously, um, but it's crazy the amount of traffic. It's just avalanche. The, the thing is yeah. smashed, and it's traffic. it's a bur- it's like a micro burst, right? It's like a it, is. it just it happens. We we say we're going to do it, and then in a month we take it down. Well, we don't yeah. take it down, but we stop we no. stop talking about it because by that time, ninety percent of the golf open. courses are yeah. open, ninety five percent are open, so we don't really you know deal with and, it and it's tough and it's tough for the golf courses too because some of them you know they're waiting and waiting and waiting they don't want to obviously put a date out there that you know is not for sure um we get some that give us a date range and they're not sure on the date i know have i have one right now that's telling me april 22nd to 26 would obviously we can't put that on a calendar no um so they get all they'll get a hold of us kind of the night before or when they make the decision and we'll go from there now on the other side of it um there are golf courses that are it's harder to find out that information and i will tell these golf courses that consumers get really frustrated when they can't find out this information they really yeah. really do um just did a twitter survey uh last week just asking people what's their first point of contact with golf courses right and you know i gave them the option of you know website social media phone I can tell you it's 90% is the website. So if you're a golf course, and this is just a piece of advice, a lot of golf courses do a really good job. But if you're not a golf course that is updating your website with just-in-time information, maybe you're using it through something embedded with your social media, or at least you're doing it on your social media, Mm -hmm. um, providing that type of updates uh, as opposed to going on a website and finding a menu, our new menu for 2017 or, you know, stuff like this, this is where business is happening. And, and I can tell you from experience and working in the pro shop, I don't want to be answering that phone. I'm too busy to answer that phone. Too many things are going on. Um, You get, you miss customers that way. Yeah. So, 
don't expect your customers just to, you know, to pick up the phone. And and I will say this, and, and this is going to seem like a bit of a shameless plug. And, and you can, you can work with me on this one if you want, or you can work with someone else. But the one thing that you've noticed, and I've noticed, especially in the, during the process of, of court, getting the course openings and stuff organized is visiting some golf courses websites oh, yeah. now. And what we've noticed is what you said is a completely outdated information no yep. presence on the web on the web at all. Yep. Uh, what presence is there in is there is so outdated in its yep. design and its infrastructure um, and its usability that mm -hmm. you're you're hurting yourself in a modern era of where this is where information is received. Yep. Um, so if you're one of those golf courses, we're not going to mention who they are, but you know no. who you are if you're listening to this podcast, yep. and you and it and it eats at you every day because. Right. You know you want to build a better website and have a better presence up there. Maybe you think that that is a daunting task. It is extremely expensive to undertake. I'm here to tell you that it's not. Yeah. Um, I do this. I yeah. have built websites. I have built the simplest six-page websites. This is one of, this is one of the aspects of Flagstick. Website. Yeah, people have to realize this is exactly. one of the aspects. Flagstick.com, I built Flagstick.com. The information is propagated from the stuff that Scott writes and Joe has written over these. And I post all the posts and stuff we put up there, but the infrastructure, yeah. I built that site. If you need help with this yeah. in a, in a, in, in a le less expensive manner than, than hiring a big company to do it. And you want a simple, you know, site that integrates your T-sheet and things like that. Call me, DM yeah. me, text me, whatever you want to do. I'll try to help you out with this to, to get you past this hump of, of leaving garbage on the web. That's not yeah. helping your business. Yeah. Okay. And, and then what happened, what ends up happening here is that, you know, first off, um, that's great advice because here's the thing. We're golf people. We've been golf yeah. people forever. So we know what people are looking for on their website. So, uh, you know, no disrespect to any other marketing companies or things that are out there. They don't know golf. They don't know go what consumers are looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other side of it, here's the thing. You're trying to create an emotional experience for people that they feel happy and pleased. And this is their first point of contact with your service. So the thing is, if they go to look on a website and all of a sudden they have a negative feeling towards you because they have a negative experience, that has created a problem for you long term yep. for your golf course. So it's not a matter of just being a bad website. It's a matter of creating a poor emotional experience yeah. for your potential consumer. 100%. So um, like, I don't care. I can find out the information, right? I mean, that that's the thing. But um, but when I go and I see that, you know, there's not a good user interface, there's not an easy way to contact the golf courses, um, I feel bad. I feel bad for the course. I do too. I really yeah. do. And, and that's why, like... Um... A couple of clients that I've worked with, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we do have a lot of talk to talk sure. about, but a couple of clients that I've dealt with more more recently that have built sites, simple, simple websites. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make it easy for them and uh, to up make the updates and, mm. and stuff there on their own so that they don't right. have to call me. Because if you call me to make updates yeah. to your website on a regular basis, I have to charge you for that. But if I, if I right. can use a platform, so rather than use a platform that's a complex platform that only I can work with, I started to work a little bit with GoDaddy and, and the web builder that they have. Now, I've, I've added my expertise of being able to work with, with graphics and design and things like that to work within GoDaddy templates to build sites. Um, most recent one we built was for, uh, uh, we, we built one for, um, uh, Celtic golf center, uh, mm -hmm. in Campville, Andy McWilliams, yep. good friend of the show, uh, built a site for him, built a site for another one of his business called Celtic golf tours. Uh, so, um, these there's simplistic ways of doing it using templates right. that already exist without going into customization. And frankly, yep. you don't need customization. You don't need your website to be so unique to you that nobody else has anything that looks like it you need a presence with content that is up to date and mm -hmm. delivered in a in a kind of cool creative looking way with a yep. good interface that you can get through really easy we call it surfing in the day we don't really call it surfing that much anymore sure. um but that's yeah, people are need. not people are not going to be there a, a long time right no. so they're going to get the information they need so they, they need to be able to find that quickly and as you said um the easiest website for these people, because you know what? If you're a course operator, you're mm -hmm. busy operating your golf course. Yeah, we get it. That's 100%. your priority. 
that's your priority. Um, you're not spending all your time, you know, building a website or whatever. But that's so, why people like, like, like that's why people like me and and this right. business yeah. are here. That's yes. why we develop the, con the the consulting and design arm of what we do. Yes, Flagstick yeah. is a is a news content and golf information, but that's why we built this other part of our business so that we could design logos for people, yeah. which we've done for you know over twenty or thirty golf courses throughout the region and businesses, uh, websites. Whatever. I mean, I know it sounds yeah. like I'm promoting ourselves and I am no, no, no. in a way, yeah, but yeah. I also want you to take advantage of these things. Don't try to do it in-house yeah. with everything. Don't try to trade off green fees for services for everything. Not saying don't do it for some things, but but right. your brand and your image is hugely mm. important. Make sure that you're getting someone that knows the golf business and knows yep. this side of the business to help you with it. Even if you just want advice. I can help you. We can help with that. Like, that's what we're here for. And yep. it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Trust me. I've been doing it a long time. Um, I can do it very inexpensively and very quickly. Um, yep. So anyways, shameless plug out of the way. Yeah, but just, yeah, last note on that. Just, um, yeah, again, it doesn't it doesn't have to be complicated. We want it to be easy for you to update and work because, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a it's like a camera, right? Mm -hmm. People say that the best camera is the one that you have on hand. That's why people, you know, gravitate to obviously making use of a smartphone. It's very simple to use. So same thing for this. We want it to be easy for you to update, not to sit there and go, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta put an opening date up on, on my website. Oh boy, you know, that's a big headache or whatever like that. So um, just, just, you know, out there for, for, uh, you know, those courses and operations or whatever, just make Food it simple. Thought, we'll call it. Food yeah. Make thought. sure that it's out there and keep sending in your dates. Um, yes. yeah, so we're not there I'll, yet, say, so keep them no, coming. No. So instead of like going through the, the list or whatever, obviously we have a lot of, uh, great golf courses that are opening, uh, including some that are, you know, partners in some of our events and so forth. Uh, just go to flagstick.com people. Yeah. Uh, hit the calendar. <laughs> We're not listing it. We got it on the front page there because the other thing is, you know, by the time that people listen to this podcast, even though it's only going to be in a few hours from now, we will have more on mm -hmm. there. I literally will get bursts of four and five sometimes within a period of 20 minutes where they're giving dates or, or whatever. So um, just check it out there as far as that opening calendar. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we've got dates and everybody's open soon. Yeah, exactly. Okay. A um, couple other little tidbits, Scott, before we get into, we want to do some talk about the Masters before yeah. we have to take a break. Uh, also, in the back nine of this show, we're going to be talking with, or you're going to be talking with, mm -hmm. um, product manager from Cleveland Golf, uh, Casey Schultz, is going to uh, have a little discussion about their new RTX six wedges. So yeah. um, that to look forward to in the back nine. I just wanted to mention that because I should have mentioned it earlier and I sure. did not. I did not. That's a two-week hiatus brain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, okay. So what else? Uh, really quickly, some some kind of newsy type information before we get to talking about the Masters, which I do want to do. Yeah, just a couple of quick things. We had the uh, the annual general meeting, spring meetings for the PGA of Canada Ottawa Valley Zone. So that right. took place. Obviously, we have a partnership with them in the flagstick.com players tour. So the schedule is out for that now. Nice. And, uh, you know, that, that was a successful meeting. Uh, and the Ottawa Valley Golf Association has their AGM this coming Saturday. Uh, if right. you cannot make it physically, it's taking place at Rivermead. There is a virtual option available. So you can get a hold of them that way. I will be turning in, tuning in virtually myself. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and then quickly, the other one, uh, which I thought I, I sort of surprised you with this one. Yeah. Uh, was the, was the, uh, we, for a long time. I don't mind for, surprises. No, this is a good one. Obviously we're working on different things uh, from a content perspective all the time, uh, trying to be as creative as possible with, you know, we don't have a large team here, uh, but putting together, we're always looking for other things that we can do from a content and we're still working on some different content partnerships and different things but uh for years we ran an ex ask the experts column basically what happened was you know people would uh, at that point uh email in mail in sometime back in the day uh questions Jeez. about product and so forth and obviously i see a lot of these you know online different social media platforms and so forth and we'll we'll, we'll do some stuff there as well uh but we're bringing it back and we're just going to call it ask flagstick uh hashtag ask flagstick and what we're going to do is going to basically pick a few random questions every now and then ones that we think will be beneficial to a wider uh, scope of the audience we'll create probably some columns out of that post it up on flagstick 
probably do some stuff on social, maybe on YouTube as well. Uh, take care of that. Um, we'll take care of some of those answers in-house. Uh, fortunately, uh, have a little bit of expertise in a lot of different subjects. A little. Uh, a little bit. Um, you know, as a PGA professional, retailer, we've obviously been doing, you know, we're in year 27 for Flagstick. So yeah. um, a few things, you know, travel, whatever the case may be. And you know what, if we, if we find the question is interesting and we can't find the answer, we'll reach out to our network. We've got a great network uh, of <laughs> experts deep. and people that we know, uh, and we'll get some answers there. So uh, Ask Flagstick is back. Um, uh, the former Ask the Experts um, just fires your questions and uh, we'll, we'll work it from there. Okay, so one last thing you want to just mention about the TSN video. Uh, yeah, and then we'll move on to the master stuff, which actually works perfectly into the masters. Uh, so if anybody watched the Canadian broadcast of the masters on, on TSN, they were part of probably seen a documentary, uh, and it was led by James Duthie. And this was something that was been, uh, it's been in the works since last summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, James mentioned it to me first. We were talking about some things at the Canadian open and talked about the possibility of a documentary on uh, Hayden Underhill and Dayton Price, who were the two survivors of the University of the Southwest crash. And they started doing filming uh, in the fall, did some stuff at, at Black Bear uh, at Accra down in Kingston. So obviously down here in Eastern Ontario, uh, did some filming at um, Whistle Bear uh, with Dayton Price and his coach. Uh, I am fortunate that obviously Hayden was a student of mine or is a student of mine and uh, they did a great job. Uh, I just wanted to shout out. I've obviously mentioned it to James already, but uh, did a great job on the documentary and uh, I had a lot of people reach out over it uh, just saying, you know, what a story it is. So if you haven't seen it, uh, you can catch that on, uh, we'll actually post it. There's actually a, yeah. a YouTube, YouTube link. Uh, we'll post it up on flagstick.com so people can catch it there. And uh, thanks to James. Uh, thanks for the inclusion as well. He did a written piece on it. I uh, was able to provide some quotes uh, to that, but uh, did a great job capturing that uh, a year after that uh, horrific accident. Cool. All right. Well, make sure you get you check that out. Check out flagstick.com. We'll get something yep. posted up there uh, with a link to the uh, YouTube document or YouTube uh, video story. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, hopefully we have at least 10 or 15, 10 minutes or so to, to discuss <laughs> sure. this. Um, we want to get into the Masters. Unfortunately, because of everything that was happening last week, we didn't have the opportunity to do a preview show, um, which I'm pretty sure based on the results, uh, none of the predictions that we would have had would have come true. So <laughs> so maybe, maybe. It's a good thing. I mean... maybe it's a good thing we didn't do a preview show. We would look yeah. stupid. Um, but we're going to do a post-Masters discussion. And, you know... This year's Masters had a lot of a lot of maybe a little bit more drama surrounding it than some of the others. I mean, there's always something surrounding the Masters because it's the first major of the year. There's always something leading into it, whether it's Tiger's return, whether it's who's number one at this point, can they keep it going? This the whole Live Golf PGA Tour golf thing was kind of a um and I like to I I have to say that these this whole live PGA tour golf thing is very much a media blown up. Yeah, it's it's um, just thing. a narrative. It's, it's just it's, a narrative more than anything. The some, players some really media, don't see some it. media. Yeah, the, the players really don't see it the same way that you might see it on social right. media or you might see it, you know, played out in some media outlets. Yeah. Um, you know, there is some tension between some players, but those there that tension is. is not necessarily placed between the live PGA Tour thing. It's right. just between the players yeah. because of other things. Agreed. Um, so. You know, when you look at the end of the day, yeah, sure, there was a there was a bunch of live guys at the on the top portion of the leaderboard, and you can say, well, look, the live guys that only play their their shortened rounds at no cuts and shotguns, wearing shorts, listening to loud music, and not caring, did way better than the PGA Tour guys. It's like there's only okay, really, there's only know. really a couple of them that were in there in the top yeah. ten, anyways. So. And at the end of the day, you know, people are making theirs. So, oh, Brooks Kepka couldn't uh, couldn't close it out. I guess maybe you should play more four round events. It's like <laughs> that's nothing to do with it. How many Brooks Kepka is is a is a yeah. is a is a bad top take. level world. Yeah, class who's healthy? Golfer. Who's healthy now? Yeah, healthy now. like this yeah. is what you want. You want. Yeah. You know, I'm not a Brooks, I'm a huge Brooks Kepka fan only because he has that sort of swagger about him that I don't mm -hmm. like. Yeah. But um, I He's love the guy as a golfer. The 
I mean, yeah. my gosh, the guy's a phenomenal golfer and yeah. and a healthy Brooks Koepka. I mean, there was people we there were people that didn't like Tiger because of the same swagger right. back in the day. You know, still are. You know, and and now Tiger's different. Yeah, you know, maybe humbled a little bit by all the injuries and the things that have gone on in his life, but. He was exactly what Brooks Kepka was back in the day. He carried himself on the golf course a certain way. He carried himself off. He thought he was the best, and he was the best. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, so get over it. Uh, yeah, Phil I, Mickelson I, finishing, you know, where he did. Look it. Yeah, he don't don't, don't yeah, think that Phil Mickelson's back to being Phil Mickelson that won the PGA or, you know, all those things. Phil loves Augusta National. Yeah. Loves the golf course. It fits winner. his game Three time very, winner. very well. Yeah. Um, he plays well when he's there most mostly all the time. So whether he's played well on live or anything else over it's the irrelevant. last year is irrelevant. This is yeah. Augusta National. Some players just hey, there's golf courses. I love Lock March. Mm-hmm. Lock March is one of my very favorite golf courses to play, but I play terrible there all the time. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't love you back. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the course conditions, the weather conditions are yeah. ideally suited and I'm playing amazing golf going into it. I will crap the bed at Lock March every single time guaranteed. Yeah. And I love that golf course. Yeah. So some golf courses just do not set up well for your game mentally or visually, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But the Masters and Augusta National sets up well for Phil. So it's not, I'm not surprised at all. Plus, I agree. you know, you're coming from that many shots back on Sunday. What's yeah. the, where's the pressure? You got nothing to lose. There's nothing. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to shoot what you're going to shoot. Um, okay. So any other narrative, Scott, that you took out of, uh, well, out of I would the just, Masters? my, my last comment on that was, you know, I look at this event as an, as an isolated thing. I, I, I don't look at the stuff that's outside of whatever. Uh, I'm just looking at this event, the players that are there, the skills. So everything, you know, all the other drama, as you said, you know, the other narratives or whatever, very manufactured more than yeah. anything. So it's just great to watch that overall. Um, Obviously, Rom got to got to mention oh, that. I mean, love that guy. Uh, you know, fourth win of the year, uh, goes back to number one, gets his second major championship. Uh, what's not to like about how he's playing? How determined he is? Um, you know, obviously got amazing skills. Uh, Eleven wins now on the tour. Sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of where he's going to go we're not going to sit here and predict how many more that he can win but no because every time we do you just end up with egg on your face anyway yeah so not, you, know. you know but let's just say you know he's obviously on a bit of a heater this is how yeah. people win just like brooks won his four majors in a short period of time yeah. uh so it's just going to be fun to sit back and and see where it goes the cool part too obviously with rom for spaniard to win did it on Sevy's 66th birthday. Yeah. Um, Jose Maria Lothaball there to greet him. Somebody else wasn't, but whatever. Um, but the fact that, you know, he was there, that was great. Um, so, you know, it was fun. I mean, it was a heck of a day. I mean, yeah. you were you were busy cutting trees. I was busy working out my couch. Uh, like a lot of people, there's so much golf to watch on the Sunday mm-hmm. um, that I was just planted, which I don't get a lot of opportunity to do. And it was fun to have that entire day of golf. And, you know, people will know, especially if they were going back and forth with me on Twitter, it was a very active day from a golf perspective. Yeah, no, um, I did. I did make sure to cut short the tree cutting at around uh, three o'clock, three thirty in the afternoon on Sunday. So I, I did see, you know, yeah. the majority of the of the Sunday, Saturday and Sunday coverage. Um, now, and, a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, we did talk about, you know, we did a little bit of a preview early masters chatter. And we talked about the lengthening of the 35 extra yards on the 13th yeah, hole. And, and, so and, I want to get your comments on that of wh- whether, okay, one, we can talk about the scoring average Two, how it played out. What, what are your thoughts of, of the 13th? And it's, so not it's being lengthening. there and seeing it live makes a big difference as far as how you see, uh, right. see them play the hole. Now, until I saw the statistics that you showed, I didn't really pay any attention to it. I didn't see any difference whatsoever in how the players played the hole. I didn't see, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it didn't seem like, you know, it didn't seem a lot different. Like, it, did, you know, and I, and I don't, until I saw the numbers, you know, this is what I would have, would yeah. not, is not what I would have predicted would have happened, but... Yeah. I mean, it tells you a lot, I guess. So, you know. so I don't, so I don't, I should get the average uh, approach distance, which obviously was a lot longer. Players were just getting to the corner, slightly getting it around, maybe saw 
a couple golfers kind of in the 190 range with the one the ones that hit the furthest around the corner um you know it was kind of a 50% sort of layup in a lot of cases as far as players going for it and not going for it but we will say um it averaged 4.7384 so 4.74 all time average was 4.77 on that hole and in 2022 it averaged 4.85 so the lengthening maybe changed how players play it but it it actually the scoring average was pretty much the same or slightly even less um more because we had players not challenging it you know laying up and then just hitting a wedge on well not if, not getting themselves in trouble but we certainly didn't see a lot of eagles well and the other thing and, and and here's the thing with the 13th um i and this is my own opinion the thing about 13 and 15 in particular is i want eagles on 13 mm -hmm. and 15 sure. i want them going i that's yeah. that's where the drama of the back nine when you lengthen it to the point where you take the eagle out of play yeah. And you and you put the birdie possible. All you're doing is taking the back nine drama of Augusta National away. Now, yeah. what I will say is on 13, because they weren't hitting it as far down and around the corner. Um, the other thing that they took out of play was the uh, was the pine straw and the trees up to the right hand side, right. which is where a lot of guys would end up. Um, and then, I mean, you remember Phil Mickelson's shot years ago out of the pine straw onto the green that yeah. shot's gone because nobody's driving it up there anymore because of the length yeah so guys would hit three wood off the tee so they could shape it on that hole and they would still the three wood would still get to the corner if they double crossed and ended up hitting a cut instead right. of a instead of a draw so to me what they've done is they've taken a hole and they've made it harder um they've kept the scoring average relatively similar but they've taken the drama out of what the back nine at Augusta National is all about. The back nine starts, the, the tournament starts on the back nine. You know, 11, 12, 13, 14 yeah. in the, is stuck in the middle, 15, 16. That's, that's, where, it's, that's where it's happening. You take the yeah. Eagles out, you take and play the course the way it is now, and Jack Nicholas doesn't maybe have that dramatic comeback well, he's 30 uh, on the back right? nine, Phil's 30 on the back nine. Those were ones that led them to, to victory. It's much yeah. harder to do that now. So um, <clears throat> I guess it comes down to this. Do, do fans want to be entertained by players going low, right, and making the difference? Or do the people who, you know, the members of the club want to watch players implode and people win that way? So, But I mean, how much guess, implosion was happening? Not much. Uh, Francesco Molinari. yeah. I mean, that did he not lay sod on with a wedge after sure, laying 15, up? but you then, know? yeah, he was over the left side. So yeah, you know? I, I don't think for me, I, I didn't, I didn't find 13 that compelling. Whereas mm -hmm. I'd always find it compelling when players would really try to be aggressive and, and work their way around that corner to try and get a shorter club in there to give themselves the opportunity. It put the, it put the pressure on every single shot. Yeah. I just didn't, I just didn't feel there is as much pressure on the tee shot no. because I knew a lot of players would obviously think, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to lay up anyways, because where it's going to, where I'm going to hit it from a landing perspective, that golf ball is going to be way above my feet probably not going to go for it anyways because the lie's not great and you know you just see some pedestrian stuff so i i, I it, it was just a, another par five i mean that's the thing yeah. it's just another long par five when you when you start like i just don't yeah it's an it's a no for me dog <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me it's a no for me it's not going to get though it's not going to get my buzzer um, <laughs> no but uh you know i'm not going to give it a strike but it, it's yeah. definitely not um it's not a green light uh, to me. Well, here, here's the thing. Yeah, what, close, what happens... close the back tee off. Don't open it ever again. Yeah. Well, I, I was really hoping, and a bunch of people were, that you know they would have pushed things forward uh, yeah. for the fourth fourth uh, round. Absolutely, I would have and... done that 100. You know what? You want to have the tee in play sure. for for sat for Friday and or Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And maybe even on Saturday. Saturday. Fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You yeah. want to do that, but on Sunday. Sunday yeah. afternoon at the Masters, I want to see drama. I want to see birdies. I want to see eagle putts. And if you're making your golf course so damn hard yeah. uh, that you're taking that aspect of 13 and 15 out of play, 13 yeah. in this case, but 
if you're taking it out of play, then you're changing the dynamic of the Masters because that's I, I, for years hear- and years. That's what the Masters yeah. has been all about is the back nine on Sunday. I want to hear cheers, not groans. Oh, yeah. Like, no, spl- I want to hear splooshes, but I want to hear it because <laughs> some guy's going for it or spins it. You know, back in the old days, and we got to get out for a break here in a minute, sure. but I remember back in the old days before they, uh, before they had rough. Mm-hmm. You know, and guys on on twelve um, and uh, or eleven would uh, would uh, or sorry twelve, twelve part three. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm sorry, thinking eleven where they would they would hit the ball to the left side of the green there, and they would spin it off the front of the green yeah. down into the water. Well, now because there's rough there, they still spin it off the green, but it can get hung up on the rough. Yeah, you know, if it used to be shaved right down all the way around, there was no rough. It was fairway, pine straw, green tee. That was it. That was awesome. You know, guy watching guys spin it off the fronts of greens and stuff like that. So there's a situation where they made the golf course easier. Okay, we got uh, less than a minute. We got to get out for a break. Yep. Uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, play the interview that you did with uh, Cleveland Golf's uh, product manager, Casey Schultz. Um, and uh, then we're just going to wrap it all up. So stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back here on the Flagstick Podcast. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on island time. Golf, Prince Edward Island. All right. Welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast. Um, I'm Jeff Potter. This is Scott McLeod. And uh, great front nine. Scotty Mack, great front nine. Good Good Masters talk. Uh, We could go a lot deeper into the discussion on the Masters and and some of the other other drama that surrounds it. But uh, it's time we move forward from this. Unfortunately. uh, let's uh, Let's just, as a golfing public... Let's just focus on watching some great golf, playing some golf. Yeah, playing some golf. I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're getting there. We're getting close. We're getting very close. Yeah. Do you want to come down? We can uh, get a tea time for when tomorrow? I get a shoulder. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I don't think I don't. I don't think I don't think I could hit a wedge ten yards right now. Perfect. I haven't tried. Good time, I don't want good time to. for a match. <laughs> How is it a good time for a match? <laughs> you're gonna beat me on a. Are you gonna beat me when you're having shoulder problems? How the hell am I gonna beat you? Anyway? Uh, All right. All good. Um, we're here on uh, the Flexic Podcast. We're, we're the back nine. We're jumping into the back nine now. Uh, presented this week by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game year round with or without a bad shoulder in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. Um, now we're going to jump into this interview. Uh, this was done. Uh, you did an interview with a uh, product manager from Cleveland golf. Yeah. Uh, Casey Schultz. Uh, it was a bit of a discussion about the new Cleveland RTX six wedges. Uh, but why don't you set this interview up and then we'll do the interview and then, uh, then bring it back. Yeah. Not a lot uh, to add there really, uh, you know, met Casey a few years back and obviously very passionate about the products that they make there uh, at Cleveland golf circuits on as well. But uh, in this, we actually focused, uh, you know, solely on the RT- RTX six wedges. Um, you know, wedges can be wedges to a lot of people, but there's a lot that go into wedges these days. In fact, it's a, it's a segment of the uh, golf bag that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. Um, and I think, what you're going to see is that uh, when you hear Casey talk, you're going to hear about a lot of the technologies and a lot of the work that they're doing on these wedges to make it better so that they can uh, really help a golfer out with their performance. Um, And so it's just not a hunk of metal anymore. There's a lot more to it. And uh, Casey gives great insight on what they're doing at Cleveland golf, which obviously, you know, has been a a strong name in wedges for a long, long time. Awesome. Okay. Well, Without further ado, let's jump into the interview that you did with uh, uh, with Casey. So here's uh, uh, Scott McLeod, our Scott McLeod, uh, with Casey Schultz, uh, product manager from Cleveland Golf, talking about the RTX six wedges. Listen to this. All right, special guest here joining us today. We've got uh, Casey Schultz, who's the product manager for Cleveland Golf, uh, Zerxon and Zexio. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. 
you guys have got a, a lot of great products uh, happening this year. In fact, it's pretty hard to kind of pin down just a few to, to sort of focus on. But, you know, um, you guys have built some really cool franchises and you've extended those. Uh, and we're seeing that more and more. And obviously that, you know, consumers are appreciating the fact that you guys are adding more features creating more uh, design, uh, better engineering within some of the uh, clubs and offering different options as well. Let's kind of start with the RTX 6 Zipcore wedges, which have you know, been dominant for you guys for quite some time. But this year, they're actually getting even better, not only just from a look perspective, but a lot more technology embedded in there. Uh, why don't you kind of take us through some of the uh, big additions you know, maybe talk a little bit about uh, HydraZip, for example, and some of the other features that we see in those wedges. Yeah, absolutely. So each generation with the RTX line, we try to add new technologies. It's our hero line and where you really try to introduce what's on the cutting edge and what we can really think about performance-wise to improve the product. So this time, the hero is the HydraZip technology. We really took wet conditions into play and um, wanted to create a design that with a blast and a laser line actually maximizes spin consistency, basically wherever you're going to find yourself. Got a lot of other technologies in here that'll hop out of other conditions. UltiZip in the past is really designed specifically for rough, but this time around we're seeing up to a 43% increase in spin in wet conditions in certain lofts. So it's really seeing that benefit of that one hop stop performance. You know what you're going to get no matter where you find yourself, whether you're playing in the dew and a little bit of rain, out of the rough, out of the sand, um, all the technology we put into the wedge space is really designed to create consistency for a player who just wants to know what to expect out of a wedge. One other thing we're seeing too with the HydraZip technology is an actual reduction of glare at address. Um, mm. A lot of better players are gonna like to find that. So we've gotten a lot of feedback early on that that's actually another huge benefit with that blast and laser line pattern as well. I think, uh, you know, we're kind of making an assumption a little bit that people are familiar with Zipcore um, as far as the, the technology and what it's about as far as that mass placement. Can you explain that a little bit? Because consumers, if they just look at the wedge on the shelf, they're not going to see that. It's a kind of a hidden technology. But can you explain how it might help a golfer? For sure. Yeah. In the RTX line, especially, we're really proud about how we've been able to increase the amount of technology and innovation in these wedges while maintaining this very traditional looking blade appearance. So you're not going to see a lot of this forgiveness and stuff that's being added, but the low density material in the hosel, which we've increased by almost 100% over the last generation, um, really adds a lot of MOI and forgiveness that's really tastefully added to the wedge. Um, in a still, you know, blade looking appearance, but um, overall figures and consistency that you're going to find even over last generation, um, a lot more tighter dispersion we're seeing on off-center strikes. And um, for a blade wedge, you're still going to be getting a lot of forgiveness. And, you know, uh, one of the things that's probably important for a lot of better players or players that are looking for kind of, you know, really defined features for fitting wise are things like the grinds. And you guys have expanded that a little bit this year and, you know, created even more options than in the past. For sure. Yeah, we've added the new low plus this time around to go along with our low, mid, and our full. So the low plus is really based on tour feedback. A lot of our tour players weren't going into a low grind in their sand wedges because it just didn't have quite enough bounce. So we took that feedback, added a couple degrees, and then threw that in our 54 and 56 this time around, um, keeping the low in the 58 and 60 to add a little bit more variety and options there. Um, for those who really want a truly tour authentic experience, we also have the tour rack finish again which will have Torcrafted leading edges and Torcrafted sole grinds to really fine tune that performance in a way that's not really offered by too many other companies. It's like having a Tor trailer or a Tor <laughs> truck at your disposal um, if yeah. you go through that program. So we're really um, excited to see, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback over the last couple of years of players really taking that opportunity to fine tune performance exactly how they want it. And speaking of fine tuning, I mean, if we look at the groupings as far as the loss, there are some variations within the wedges, especially when we look at things like grooves, for an example, because, yeah. you know, grooves are obviously important uh, for what they do. In, but, you know, in different lofts and different clubs, clubs that are performing different tasks, it's maybe important to have some variance in that. And you guys have managed to do that. Yeah, so with the HydraZip technology, we've really made it so that the different blast ranges have different performance levels. So the 46 through 48 is a little bit of a lighter blast than the 50 through 52 and the 54 through 60. So our engineers have taken all of those conditions into account, um, basically what you're going to need roughness-wise in each loft to maximize that consistency. You don't want to be overspinning 46 through 48s and getting some 
weird distance performance there. Um, so we've really taken all of that into account, as well as the strike types that you're going to be able to find mm. in different lofts and um, different grinds. So we've actually rounded the leading edges a bit of our spoles this time around um, and our mids. And then our lows are still a very sharp leading edge to sort of target the type of player that's going to be using each of those and the different lofts. Uh, so kind of taking the you know performance of players looking for in every single loft, every single grind into the entire design of the product. Now, stretching a little further, as you said, lots of different golfers, lots of different needs. And I think that's where the CBX line really stands out. And I, I don't think consumers really pay attention to it enough. And I remember when the first CBX wedges came out and I remember taking it to the range and I found a golfer who had a hard time controlling their low point. They were kind of all over the place. And I'm like, here, try this wedge design out. And at first he's like, Ooh, he looks at the back of it. And he's like, maybe not as traditional, but then he sits it down and he's like, Hmm, that looks traditional. And then obviously all of a sudden he sees how it performs. Um, CBX, uh, you know, it's providing a different uh, type of wedge, as we said, but you also have a full phase two model that's in that. Why don't you explain the attributes of that CBX model and the full phase two and how they can benefit golfers? For sure. I mean, the CBX line is based mainly around forgiveness. We have very versatile soles as well. So you've got a little bit of that action and can still open the face a bit and maneuver a little bit more than um, some wedges out there. But it's mainly designed for a player who wants to avoid chunking the ball, um, wants to get the most consistent contact. That's probably not striking the ball as much in the dead center of the face. Um, that's really what the line is designed for. Um, so the CBX zip core is our more traditional looking wedge. Like you mentioned, if you put it at a dress, it's not going to be too polarizing. It's going to yeah. look more like you're used to, but you're still going to get all of those forgiveness benefits with the zip core built in with that hollow cavity design, really putting the center of gravity close to the center, um, as well as just a massive amount of MOI in those wedges to really perform like you're used to in a cavity back iron. It's a really smooth transition for those players um, into their wedges and um, beyond. So um, the new one is the CBX Full Face 2. We've gone a little bit larger in the profile this time around to really maximize that forgiveness. And we understand that that's a player that might be striking all over the face a little bit more often. So all the way down to the 50 degree loft that is offered this time around um, to really give your players some options. We're expecting a lot of combo sets between CBX Zipcore and CBX Full Face 2. Wherever a player wants to transition into that full face groove, um, they're going to have that option. So Featuring a lot of the same technology as um, the RTX 6 zip core, so you're still getting Hydra zip, you're still getting Wookiee zip grooves, you're still getting zip core um, in the CBX full phase two as well. Yeah, and you've got that option now with that C-shaped sole, which has been popular for you guys and other products, and obviously is very beneficial to this, you know, this category of golfer for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It allows you to open the face a little bit um, for that, you know flop shot or whatnot this player might want to play um, but we're also really designing these for square face shots as well with the new leading edge bounce chamfer added to this generation um, that should reduce digging a little bit on chips around the green and overall help players get more consistently and honestly lay the sod a little bit less often <laughs> a good well, thing for all of these players yeah for sure and if they happen to do that and they get on the green but maybe they're a little while away We've got a little something extra now for Cleveland in the putter category. Now, I will say, you know, Cleveland has obviously carved out themselves a nice space in the, in the putter realm here. Uh, you know, going back to, you know, the Huntington Beach introduction, the Huntington Beach soft. Then we had the front line. Now we have the front line elite, which kind of takes things to a whole new level for you guys, uh, yes. which is cool to see because... Like I said, you've, you've sort of built this little kind of quality, quiet cult following and people are going, hey, you know what? These guys are, you know, playing around now in the premium market, but you're also doing it with some neat technology as well. Why don't we talk a little bit about the mass forward design and, you know, that tungsten soft face as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Frontline Elite, we've been joking about a lot internally, like we threw the whole kitchen sink of this thing. I could talk <laughs> about the technology in this putter for ages. It's by far the most we've ever thrown in, but the hero truly is the tungsten speed optimized space technology. I mean, talking about the putter, the first question I ask people is, have you ever contacted the ball with tungsten? I don't think pretty much anybody no. has. So it's <laughs> it's a brand new technology. Not, there, not unless they missed on the heel and toe with some exactly, of the product. Last right? generation. That's true. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that. that. That's a good point. I probably have. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's it's the real um, most amount of tungsten we could possibly throw forward is making the face itself that weight um, to move the CG forward and overall create increased consistency and accuracy on all strikes. So it's their speed optimized face technology um, is based into the milling of it. So heel and toe strikes will go the same distance as a center strike. Um, 
is the design there, along with the um, forward CG will really increase that accuracy. So the forward CG has kind of been a trendy thing in the market mm. after we yeah. introduced it in the original frontline. However, the trade-off with that is generally that you're going to be losing that MOI benefit of a consistent distance. So with the speed optimized face technology covering our bases for that aspect, getting the forward CG benefit of accuracy, it's really the best of both worlds and a combination that's not offered in any competitor model either. I think it was kind of funny because when I heard that there was 30 grams of tungsten, I started to look in the heel and the toe and I'm like, where, where's the tungsten? Yeah. And then looked in the, you know, and then realized that when I sort of saw the separated uh, graphic of all the multi-material, because there is a lot of materials that are in these putter designs, yes. especially when you look at the mallets, um, you know, the fact that the tungsten was the insert. So that, yeah. that was kind of genius more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really unique. And I mean, we went through a lot of testing to make sure it feels good and the milling pattern and everything um, worked out well. And we're thrilled with how it ended up. And, you know, it's a brand new technology to have tungsten in a hitting area. Um, first time it's really been done. Yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of materials that are in there, but you know, it, it's not just cobbled together. I mean, you guys have done a really nice job as far as the, the, you know, how it all fits together, the finish of it, the look at it, uh, of it, 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 it's super premium. As far as you look at it in a putter, this is not something that people are going to go, oh, Cleveland's getting into putters. They shouldn't play around in the high end stuff. As soon as people see these in person, I'm sure they're, they're going to be shocked. Oh yeah, we've taken the time to make sure we did everything right. There's a new finishing over the last generation that's a little bit more premium, um, multi-material designs where you've got these full-bodied mallets with multiple parts coming together overall. We've got adjustable sole weights as well that actually stock will change um, by length for a consistent swing feel. So um, no matter what length you end up purchasing, it'll be designed as our engineers intended. Um, and we've also got the exciting new UST all-in shaft offering, mm, um, yes, that's right. yeah. charge, which has gotten a ton of buzz for us early. And to be able to get such a premium stability shaft for, uh, you know, 299 is our price point there. Um, at least in the, in the U.S., that's a yeah. bargain for most players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm really curious to see where you guys are going next. I don't expect for you to divulge that to me today, but, um, you know, great product line. Kudos to you guys for for getting this done. Excited to see how consumers kind of, you know, start testing some of these products and get their reaction to them. But uh, uh, thanks for spending some time with us today and, and talking about the new lines from Cleveland Golf. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Scott. All right. Uh, great interview. I mean, I, I say that after every interview they do because they are, they're all great interviews. They're all <laughs> great. Interviews. They're all they're great interviews. This is a great podcast. There's no podcast better. Yeah, they're they're That's fun to do. Too, I mean, but... you know, you know as well as I, you know what, uh, been an equipment geek for a long time. Um, mm. It's been good to you know to know and and get to know a lot of these people that are behind the scenes at the mm. companies, right? I mean, a lot of people are usually exposed to people that do marketing for companies, but the people that are behind it that actually create the products that you know are are really um, you know there to to make innovations. It's it's nice to be able to talk to them and, and really get the skinny on the product. So, you know, thank you to Casey for that. Sometimes the, sometimes the R and D guys don't necessarily agree with how the marketing guys portray the product. <laughs> the kind of, that's, that's why they're behind the scenes. If you let sure. the R and D guys get out in the forefront yeah. in a lot of cases, yeah. uh, you might not, you might not, you might learn something about the product that you don't yeah. want to learn. But in this well, case, it, yeah, in this and case, it, it's like, you know, what you're learning about a, a product like the RTX wedge, which has been around for a while and Cleveland wedges. I mean, my first wedges were Cleveland uh, yeah. uh, 588s. Yeah, that was that my first years were 485s. 88, yeah. I had 485s, yeah. I think I still have, I think I still might have a 485 around here someplace. Like, like they've changed a lot, but the bottom yeah. line is that's how long, I mean, that's a long company like Cleveland has been around making wedges. So yeah. to learn from the guys that are, you know, developing and making these products, yeah, you know, that's super important. Super, yeah, super important. as you mentioned, uh, you know, it's fun talking to the engineers, but they also recognize and understand that, you know, the information that they have has to be digestible for the consumer. <laughs> it has to, be, it's not. has to be done in a, uh, a little bit more of an elevator pitch situation. So they respect that the marketing people have to do that. But obviously, you know, they get frustrated because they're like, man, these are my babies. I did a lot of work on this. There's a lot of different things. You know, how do you get those points? The out fourth there? axis turns to the yeah, to this, yeah. This crosses you... here for the center point of the centrifugal. <laughs> yeah. 
how do you, how do you get those points out there and exactly. let people know how important but you know as i talked about with with casey i mean this is an area of the golf bag that is definitely neglected by a lot of people and it was actually part of our our uh, ask flag stick this week people uh, somebody was asking about choosing wedges and you know yeah. I, I made i made the point with them is that you know, just, just don't wander into the store and grab three lofts and away you go. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. You gotta, and, you gotta actually know the clubs that you gotta know the irons that you're playing too, to yeah. determine what those gaps should be. I mean, how many times back in the day, um, you know, where we're trying to figure out, okay, what gap do I want? Well, right. when you determine that your pitching wedge later on, like in the old days, your pitching wedge was, was 50 degrees. Right. You know, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And 48, then 48 became a standard. And now um, it's like 46, 45. Yeah. So now three. You, yeah. you, you have a set of clubs that has a pitching wedge and the pitching wedge is like 44, 45 degrees. And then you yeah. go and you put a 56 degree wedge in for your wedge. Right. It's like, well, that, gap, gap. that gap is yeah. too big. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. the old days, that gap, you would have a 52 was your gap wedge because yeah. your pitching wedge was 47 48 and right. your sand wedge was 56 55 yeah. so yeah. for 50 degree or 52 degree wedge was the gap with 52 degrees isn't a gap wedge in most sets of clubs now that's like a a gap gap wedge <laughs> like, yeah and you almost you almost if you want to have the same makeup that you used to have you almost need to have a a pitching wedge at 45 and then you have to have a a, a 50 well, you, they get a 40, approach, a 40 approach a 49 wedges, you get approach wedges gap wedges whatever and, i mean and that's just the start of it people <laughs> i mean gapping gapping is one thing but you got to remember these are tools and they have to suit how you use them they have to suit you know the turf conditions that you play on the shots you like to play there's a lot to it so you know uh, talk to your local fitter talk to your pro talk to your coach you know, get this input and that all goes into it as far as selecting the wedges. And the nice part is now, as you'll see in that RTX six family, for an example, or, you know, any, uh, you know, reliable wedge company, they make a lot of options now for bounces and, and soul shapes yeah, and lofts exactly. and stuff like that. So we used to grind um, those ourselves. Yeah. Back in the day. On the, so, on the old grinder, bench grinder upstairs <laughs> at the store, used to take grinding the leading edge down, sharpen that bad boy up a little bit. Get the, get the 156 degree wedge and then it's like okay i need a lob wedge no you don't just open that bad boy up no i need a gap wedge no you don't hood it and go get it <laughs> no problem one wedge solves the whole world does not no it doesn't you have to so have a set lots of great options now so take the time to have a look at those and you know the rtx is one of the options that are out there beautiful okay um, before we get out, I just want to bring up one more master's point because it's kind okay. of relevant as we start the season. There was, uh, there's been a lot of uh, chatter around social media about slow play. Um, and there's been some back and forth, you know, Kepka brought it up. Cantley, you know, sort of came back. Cantley's group was terribly slow. So the whole concept, you watched the, you watched the masters. I watched it, saw the highlights. It wasn't that he was waiting for every group. He was slow. I've seen video of him hitting him like that. Like, as you enter into the season this year, I only bring this up for this point. As we enter into the golf season, play with some pace, people. Play with some pace. Keep yourself moving. If you take that long to hit a ball, just mm. think of how you would feel if you were behind you. Yeah. And every single shot that you hit took that long to hit like that's a long time to hit shots people, i know it's people, the masters people, i know it's a major and everything but come on yeah, enough is enough what? people have to take it out of context you know and they can't look at how players on the tour go about doing things slow play a slow play on the tour you'll see it in pro-ams you see yeah. every aspect of it they're playing way different and this is not an excuse for Cantley. this is just saying in general they're playing for millions of dollars the golf courses are on razor edge. There's a lot more decisions that have to be made or whatever. That doesn't have to be the case for you at your home local club. No. Don't copy it and think that just because you play slowly, you'll play better. And in fact, a lot of people, if they just play a little bit more instinctively, make their decisions, find different ways to make their decisions, make their decisions before they stand over top of the golf ball, they'll have you know better results and they'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, there you go. So... Pace of play. There's your there's your focal point as we enter into the season. 
try to play golf at a reasonable pace. You know, four hours is a decent time. Um, the flag stick open regularly, regularly yeah. is is an average of four hours or less. Yeah. Um, for a tournament, for tournament golf, for players at both high indexes and low indexes. So mm -hmm. don't tell me that tournament golf means slower play because it doesn't. Slower play is slower play. Yeah. So figure it out. Don't, right. make, don't make people upset. Okay. You're gonna get out. You're gonna get out and try and play soon. Eventually, once you're yes. healthy, or as soon as the shoulder, as soon as the shoulder is, like, yeah, yeah, as soon as the shoulder is good enough to actually hit a golf ball, then I'm gonna get out and start hitting some balls at the range to start with. Um, yeah, probably head over to Mare Bleu. I like yes. the Mare Bleu driving range. Uh, yeah. Maybe over to Target because it's closer. But Mare Bleu, um, Anderson Links uh, driving range just opened up. So it is. Emerald so Link's I might, uh, range is open as might well. Venture over there. There's a lot, lot of range. Kevin Heem, I've been out there a couple of times, not hitting balls, but just discussing things with Kevin. Sure. Super busy, man. Holy crap. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna super busy. I'm gonna wander over to Garrison. I think right after this, uh, our range is open over there, just to kind of check it out, see how many people are, maybe take a little bit of footage or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm expecting, based on the fact that it's you know. 13 going to 18 and we're one of the cooler parts of the province it's probably going to be fairly busy so it's great to see yeah, a lot absolutely. of people are, people are really really excited and you know keep keep hitting that calendar and keep checking up on those opening dates exactly exactly because soon the calendar will be gone and that means we're in golf full swing got it okay well great show scotty mac as good always um it is good to be back and hopefully we uh we keep the uh, momentum going here next week um but uh, for this week, we're done. We are done. Thanks to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, our presenting sponsor again this week, Golf PEI. Uh, golf Prince Edward Island has premier golf, Canadian golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in this wonderful country of ours. With over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine, top-tiered accommodations, and exquisite culinary experiences, it is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book your golf vacations and tea times at golfpei.ca. Now, hopefully, and I'm sure you are enjoying everything you're watching and hearing here on the Flagstick Podcast with us. Be sure to follow us across social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And do not forget, once again, do not forget <laughs> to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure you never miss a single episode of the Flagstick Podcast contests and other little content tidbits coming up uh, all season long so get over there uh, head to flagstick.com if you haven't already but good how, how could you not have but go to flagstick.com for even more amazing golf can content delivered every single day every day as always we appreciate you tuning in until next week i am jeff potter i'm scott mcleod always remember go for this day.